This is Toronto Today with Greg Brady. Toronto's news, today's talk. 640 Toronto. This happened yesterday at Queen's Park. It's quite significant. Um, uh, You know, I'm a big fan of statues. Everyone says, let's have a statue for this person. Sometimes it's a politician. Sometimes it's an athlete. Let's have it outside this, outside Scotiabank Arena. No Blue Jays are outside Rogers Center except Ed Rogers. People get fussed about that. But outside the Ontario legislature yesterday... Queen Elizabeth II statue, which they've had done for a while, was finally unveiled. We'll give you some of the specifics. Here's and our thoughts on the likeness, question mark, question mark, exclamation mark. Here's uh, Doug Ford, the premier of the province, uh, noting the specialness of the statue. This beautiful bronze statue pays tribute to Her Late Majesty's contribution to Ontario's history and heritage. It celebrates her 70 years of dedication and service to the people of Canada, the United Kingdom, and the entire Commonwealth. It will serve as a lasting symbol of our traditions and values, and we hope to educate and inspires visitors to Queen's Park today and for generations to come. Okay, this statue was supposed to be privately backed. They ended up allocating $1.5 million of public money to get the st- statue done. But all anybody seems to be talking about this morning, our producer Sheba Siddiqui joins us now. Is it, does it look like the queen? What's your response? Oh, my goodness. Here's my question. Did Was Meghan Markle the sculptor? Because this looks nothing... Oof. This looks nothing like the Queen. So this is by an Ontario artist named Ruth Abernethy. She's the one who made this statue. And if you look at it, first of all, the unveiling itself. So it's in front of the building. It's this huge monumental statue covered in this black sheet, I guess you would say. And there are these two men dressed in black, both wearing poppies, standing on either side. It's got ropes around it. It's, just, it's an unveiling. So we're all waiting for this. It's cost a lot of money. We want to know what it looks like. And then the music starts, people are outside, and then they pull off this sheet. And it's like, do you remember David Beckham? Have you seen that? Yeah. Uh, David Beckham with his statue was a joke. Yeah, his teeth are, I know he's British, but his teeth are all out of place. Like, it (laughs) it does not look like a proper David Beckham statue. I got you. This statue looks nothing like Uh, the Queen. Now, this is supposed to depict her uh, in 1977, sitting on the throne in the Canadian Senate, delivering a speech on Canadian unity. I'm sorry, they got the wrong old lady. See, the time, the time, <laughs> the time's important because in 1977, if we're if we're being practical here and we're you know we're being she honest, was gorgeous, she, right? Uh, like Tr- Tristan Hopper writes for the uh, uh, National Post. <laughs> he just he came he he called his shot. He said the Queen was hot, and they've and they've done her a disservice here. Queen Elizabeth II was, was hot. I don't know how many yes. T's he put at the end of hot, but but he said it. And he meant sister, it. And she was her, 51 at that age. Okay, if we're comparing. I could her date her now. Has, her, no, her sister was always the better looking one between the two. <laughs> yes. But you know what? <laughs> she she was a beautiful woman at that time. She was very, she was regal. She was what you imagine a queen to be. You know, and she lived that till the end of her days. This person on this a throne is I, nothing, looks nothing like, like, honestly, if you had asked me randomly, hey, who do you think this is? Last person I would say would be the queen. So someone, my kids said, what do you, I, I showed it and, and they're like, oh uh, yeah. And they thought it was both too dark, like too gray and dark. And they said, what do you want her to look like? And I showed him, I, I said, does anybody have a uh, a $20 bill? <laughs> but I said, that's too old. So I, it's a weird, there's some, like, that's too grandmotherly. And they want to show her at 51. 
but and she's not a grandmother at that point in time. There's no there's no William, right? I don't see the likeness. That's why I'm telling you, didn't what what role did Meghan Markle have to play in in this sculpture? <laughs> Honestly, it's it's terrible. <laughs> and I, I and I'm sure the Ruth Abernethy. I'm sure this is you have beautiful uh, other it, no. pieces of art. But this looks nothing like the Queen, especially in 1977. The 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 call the call that the sh- again the radio shows turn into games of broken telephone sometimes. How would I know? But the call that like later today the headline on the show is producer Shiva Siddiqui calls out Ms. Abernathy and says she's a terrible artist. That's the call. Maybe out. her real name is Megan. I Megan. Megan. <laughs> Um, We've got, uh, by the way, we have, uh, just so you know, we have the artist and yourself in Think Tank tomorrow, and there's only one topic. What the hell were you, what the hell were you thinking? It's the Jay Leno question to Hugh Grant. Back I hear in 1993. Your think tanks are pretty heated. Okay, so <laughs> that's the word around town on some of the streets, anyway. Um, there's a somebody just sent me a picture of the Queen on an older twenty dollar bill where she's. This is it. I, I I should post it up, but this is like a twenty dollar bill that looks like from the eighties, uh, and that's what this is. This should have been the prototype. I think they. Yeah, there's a little bit of um, a little bit of like a mis- her mother there. in this statue. She looks, and we we all know how that went. Poor Queen Mother. This is Toronto Today with Greg Brady. Toronto's news. Today's talk. 640 Toronto. We've talked to to, uh, many a a pharmacist, and they've got new powers, if you will, to make prescriptions, to take the load off family doctors, certainly to take the load off walk-in clinics as well. And the province of Ontario is now expanding out what registered nurses can do so some of that is is important stuff that's sort of more long term some of it is really basic and you're like what they weren't able to do that already so that came out uh monday from uh, ontario health minister sylvia jones uh surfaced is the best way i can put it um doesn't do uh do many q a's and she sure never goes on the radio but the odd news conference she's willing to do and starting in january rns can prescribe medications for things like contraception to get immunized if you want to quit smoking and things like that. So how do nurses feel about it? Angela Priokanen uh, from the Ontario Nurses Association joins us right now. It's great to have you on. Thanks, Greg. It's great to be here. Well, do we applaud the province here? Was this a long overdue scenario where nurses said um, we should be able to take care of some rudimentary basics like this? Or is just this is add to a nurse's workload? You hit the nail right on the head. This is adding to a nurse's workload once again. Um, you know, in in concept, at first glance, sure, sounds like a great idea, but it really does add to the workload. And there's no mention of any additional responsibility pay for this. There's no uh, mention about protections for the nurse if uh, there's an error made. You know, these are like huge issues. What should tell me about protections? You're saying even from a, a, a legal perspective, if something went wrong with medication, is, is that any different than if a doctor prescribes it? Well, certainly we have a standard we have to follow and we have a college of nurses uh, regulation that we have to follow. And, you know, the nursing shortage is what should be addressed here, not additional uh, duties that should uh, come out. But they're, they're we're already we're already strapped. I hear it. Are there times when there is something like, let's say, prescribing medication to um, a woman for contraception where you think, of course, I can do this. Of course, I should be able to, you know, be able to scribble out a note so she doesn't have to wait longer or come back another day. She wants this now. I want to be able to give it to her. There must be moments like that that will exist once this goes into place. 
Well, that would really be relative to where they are um, receiving this kind of prescription, right? And again, we are strapped. We have no capacity left to be making those decisions as well. I mean, it's it's not a, a question of just scribbling it on a piece of paper and giving them prescription. There's an assessment that's involved. There is some, you know, conversation that has to happen. Where, where, and when? Right? I'm, I'm, thing. I'm seeing a report. College of Nurses of Ontario said this year, 178,000 nurses renewed their registration with the college. Um, 158,000 of them are working as nurses in Ontario. I know there's been stories documented of, of nurses leaving the industry, and I understand why, um, and I understand when, especially during um, the, the run of the pandemic. But are, are those numbers, to my naked eye, feel like they're keeping up and there isn't a, a huge drain of, of nurses. You're just saying with all that's being asked, we need more? Absolutely. Remember something. Nurses are not just registered nurses. Those are nurse practitioners. Those are uh, registered practical nurses, anyone, managers, anyone that holds the designation of a registered staff, a registered provider, right, in the nursing profession. So it's not really keeping up. I could be required and keep my registration because maybe I want to work in a clinic one day and call myself registered nurse. What sorts it out? What, what, what sorts it out? Because we hear about a doctor shortage, and, and obviously I, I, I see those numbers too, and, and you're saying we're strapped and we need more nurses. What sorts this out over the next four or five years? Uh, the government stepping up and giving funding to education, um, providing more spots for any nursing uh, student that wants to go into the profession, paying for clinical placement. You know, a lot of our students out there have to carry jobs in order to survive. Well, you have to work and go to school at the same time. Very difficult when you're in this uh, particular program. So those are the things that would sort out, paying for their, their clinical placement time so that they don't have to work, being there to provide more spots for, for education so that we have more people coming out it, and it- graduating, right? Absolutely. If we have somebody listening who's working their way through law school right now or working their way through teacher's college, wouldn't they say, why should it be for nurses or or doctors and not us as well? What's the difference? Uh, There are other education systems that provide the um, pay for their their clinical placements and their, their, you know, uh, final education pieces. I can't really comment on teachers. I don't know what their system is for um, paying for their time when they're doing their final placements. But uh, in medical school, once you get to that level of uh, being a resident, you are paid while you're going through your medical training. You are you do have a paycheck that comes with that. Nurses do not. Is there another province that's doing this better than, than we are? I know I know the premiers are meeting right now. I'm, I'm wondering if there's a province you go, yeah, that's what Ontario needs to be more like. Uh, to our knowledge, I will tell you that there is no province that has any kind of compensation for students in the nursing program. So I don't know what province is doing it better. Uh, we're all in the same boat. Mm. 
single province across this country and territories as well have this shortage. So it, it is a hard fought battle and we're, we keep trying. I got to wrap in 20 seconds, but it feels like nurses in our conversation, my takeaway is nurses are, are taking these quote unquote expanded powers, maybe rather reluctantly. They're going to do it and they, and they can do it, but it, it wasn't something they volunteered for. All right. This, I would say this is just another thing that they add onto the pile. Okay. So uh, that's that's basically it in a nutshell. Angela Priokanen, thanks very much. Let's keep having these conversations. They're important to you and they're important to our audience as well. I appreciate it. Thanks, Greg. It's great to be here. And uh, thank you for inviting me to come and speak. Uh, of course. Uh, she's from the Ontario Nurses Association. This is Toronto Today with Greg Brady. Toronto's news. Today's talk. 640 Toronto. We talked earlier about um, the housing starts for municipalities, how they're improving, but also how Doug Ford kind of stepped up on Monday and took a swing at the federal government and how they're handling housing. So what do mayors think of that? How is it going and is it being handled better? And are we just getting more of the more of the NIMBY counselors and more of the NIMBY groups in a lot of our municipalities sliding on out of the way a little bit? Tom Maracas is the mayor of the great town of Aurora. Are you a town or a city? I think you're a town. Are you a town? We're a town, Greg. I thought so. I thought so. It's tough to tell in this day and age. Aurora's so big, I feel self-conscious calling it a town uh, because I know so many people there, but it it's its own independent metropolis, really. Well, I, I mean, absolutely. We always we always talk about the fact that we're 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 we got the small town charm, but we have a big city <laughs> amenities, so it's, it's a great place to live. And I wish everyone wish everyone could experience how great Aurora is. London always called itself, I think, sar- sarcastically, the big city that thinks it's a small town, which meant like things took forever to get done and technology <laughs> was a little, <laughs> a little slow growing up there. Uh, I'll say that. Um, right, so you tell me, Tom, is the federal government doing a better job uh, than they were stimulating housing growth? Have you gone from a really frustrating period of time in which you're like, man, I got all these all these people, all these families want to live here. We have nowhere to put them. Are we doing better? Well, I mean, I, I think that they've, they've put together some policies, uh, especially when it comes to uh, the, the elimination of the GST to uh, really push for purpose-built rentals to be built. Um, but at the same time, uh, it's it's not – a lot of their policies are not coming to all municipalities. So it's, it's you know, it's, I don't think it's fair to say that we're, we're all seeing this great, uh, you know, push with housing starts in all our municipalities because of what the federal government's doing. I mean – uh, unfortunately, I think they've been reactive. Uh, you know, it's uh, we've been talking for a long time about the need to get housing built uh, since, geez, since 2015, mm. and yet we're just just reacting to it now. And so, I mean, it's great that they're they're making some big moves to try to you know alleviate some of the concerns and help from a funding perspective. Uh, but uh, you know, at the same time, all three levels of government need to start really working together, push the politics aside, and say, hey. How do we do this? And let's do this in, in a partnership, a true partnership. And, you know, from a federal level, provincial level, look at it from a high, high end, uh, you know, 30,000 foot level and let the municipalities deal with the details of, of how do we get the housing built. But we also need mm-hmm. to push the development community to actually build the housing as well. Tom Arrakis is joining us, uh, mayor of the town of Aurora. Um, do you, obviously, people talk about um, the, the NIMBY sentiment, not in my backyard. It existed long before the housing shortage. But I almost wonder, are, are, are the arguments now um, and the positioning more 
inflamed and emotional. Um, we live in emotional times. Our residents more passionate back and forth. And they say, yeah, our town needs this, but I don't want it on my street. What, what's the scenario? What's the sentiment you have in, in your town? I think we've seen a, ch- a, a, a change in that in that sentiment. Uh, what, what we've seen a lot is, uh, you know, we, as we're developing our, our official plan, we're in the process of updating it. And, you know, we're, we've made some big changes as far as uh, motions that we put forward. We've, we've, uh, we're eliminating uh, minimum parking requirements in our major transit station area. Uh, we, we're doing as of right on all our main corridors to allow up to, up to uh, seven stories on all our main corridors. And that's a big change. Um, but mm. people want to see those changes because we, we all understand that we're in a housing crisis. We need to have more housing. Um, but it needs to be done appropriately for e- for each municipality. And that's why, for me, it's always been about the fact that it can't be a one-size-fits-all approach. And that's why it needs to it needs to have all three levels working together, um, where, the, the as, I, as I mentioned, the higher higher level, 30,000-foot stuff is done at the federal and provincial level, and let the details be done here at the, at the local level. I've heard mayors tell me that it's a sluggish economy, interest rates sitting at 5.5%. It's hard to build. We're all, you know, in our own little... Uh, uh, houses and apartments holding off on this and that big home improvement project that we might have been absolutely let's go for it in 2019 or even 2020 during COVID time we were doing those things how much is it hurting building starts in your town that we've got high interest rates and we're kind of mm-hmm. we're kind of tense about the economy right now no absolutely Greg I mean the the high interest rates right now and where inflation's at it it is truly hurting us we have a lot we have actually quite a few projects that are just they've been sitting for about a year and I, I've talked to some of the applicants, and they said that they're just they just can't move on on starting uh, the build at this point. It just doesn't make financial sense. And so, uh, you know, we that's why we need we need the federal government to do what they need to do to to bring those interest rates down, and uh, you know, and help push this. But at the same time, we've talked to the province, and I know that uh, you know Minister Calandra is looking at this as is a use it or lose it policy because for far too long. You know, a lot of people never mind with the fact that there's those high interest rates. They've essentially been land banking. They get yeah. the rules and, and those properties just sit vacant for for years and years. And so we need something that says if you don't if you don't start building, then everything reverts back to its original state. And, and, and I, I only I only have 40 seconds, but that's so hard to sit next to anything that's vacant. It could be a variety store. It could be a building project. It could be um, even a school. It's so difficult. People get really stressed out. They'll be like, I don't want to move there because I don't know what's happening with that project. Right, 100%. And I'll just quickly, because I know we have we have a short, short amount of time left. But yeah, I mean, from an economic standpoint, uh, just from... Just from a, a, a standard of life perspective, yeah, having vacant properties sitting uh, sitting uh, in, in certain sections doesn't allow for that area to grow and and to flourish. And so we we need to to push everyone from from the governments yeah. to to private sector to let's all get together and let's get this done because it's it's a, it's a crisis and we need to be working together. Mayor Tom Marakis uh, from Aurora joining us. Thanks so much. Let's have more conversations. Really enjoy it. I learn something every time we talk. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, Greg. I, you have a great day.